Welcome to the Same Side Selling Podcast, dedicated to modern sales and marketing, innovation, and leadership. Here's your host, Ian Altman. Hey, it's Ian Altman. We're joined this week by a repeat guest, Marcus Sheridan. His latest updated book, They Ask You Answer, is filled with a ton of new content on using video to position yourself as a subject matter expert for your clients. We're going to talk about the greatest misconception that people have when it comes to video, the three biggest gaps that organizations have that you can easily overcome, and the two keys to teach your team so that you can shorten sales cycles and help your clients reach decisions a whole lot faster. You're going to learn a ton, I promise you, with Marcus Sheridan. Marcus Sheridan, welcome back to the show. I'm with my man. How can I not be feeling good when I'm with the Ian Altman? You know, it's such a cool thing. In fact, um, Denise, Denise on my team said, man, you haven't had Marcus on the show in a while. And then I was talking to someone else who said, hey, when are you going to have Marcus back on? And everyone should be happy because here you are. So even though most of our audience should know you, if someone's been living under a rock, tell us something surprising about Marcus Sheridan that they may not know. Just any interesting facts. Here's a, okay. Here's an interesting. I don't even know if you know this. Uh, first public speaking experience was in high school. I was reading a speech for a friend who was running for student body president. He asked me to read it, Ian, and I started reading it in front of 200 students. And I started sweating, shaking, almost passed out, sat down, said, I'm never going to give a speech in public again. I think I was 14 years old, and I did not, thankfully, keep that promise. Well, that, that, that worked out well. Yeah, I did. mean, and, and here's, here's the funny thing, because I did not know that about you. Yeah. The first public, and this is this is this should be reassuring for everybody who's ever struggled with something, and then said, "Man, I wonder if I can figure it out." You and I both speak more than the average bear um, professionally for money, and the first talk I ever gave was supposed to be um, a, a, a talk I was giving in middle school. It was a <laughs> it was an oral presentation about the um, the L.A. Dodgers owner. Uh, Walter O'Malley. <laughs> and I started off by talking about Walter Disney. <laughs> nice. 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 Instead of Walter O'Malley. And just like froze and locked up and thought to myself, I'll never do this again. And now, like, one of my happiest places in the world is being on stage. So go figure. Well, it just goes to show that, you know, I think too often we, we um, prematurely label what we are or what we are not. And we've got to be careful about that. And that, in fact, it's funny because it very much aligns with, with our conversation today. Absolutely. Absolutely. So to that end, well, I want to talk about video because you have become the, um, the guru. I know you would never call yourself that, but I'm calling you that the guru when it comes to communication and when it comes to especially video communication of late, and so what I want to ask you is, what's the biggest misconception or mistake that you see people um, have or make when it comes to video communication in the world of sales? So let me set this up, um, because for those that haven't read the book, They Ask You Answer, it's got over 20,000 new words in it, the revised version, specifically on video. And I went to my team, so I have an agency, and, and we help companies with this, went to my team, Ian, and I said, we want, I want to teach companies how to have a culture of video in-house with sales and marketing. And um, they said, well, that 
that's really not how agencies do it. They agencies produce video for companies and that's how they make money. I said, that's not the future of business. The future of business, certainly of digital, is ownership, that you can do the stuff that you need to do in-house and you don't have to call somebody to cross your T's and dot your I's. So we've been on this path to help organizations create this culture of video in-house. Now, there's a couple of major misconceptions, if you will. Let me start with number one, Ian, and I think you'll probably, you'll appreciate this one. Maybe. Hey, I'll be the judge of that. Or you might be be completely (laughs) contrary to it. We'll see. And I'm dead on serious when I say this. If you go to most companies right now and and you said to them, now you have to make a choice. Do you fundamentally see video as a marketing tool or do you see it as a sales tool? And if you polled the people within the organization, leadership team, sales team, marketing team, I can tell you right now, 95% are going to say that's a marketing tool. And that is the first great mistake of how companies approach video because what video is primarily other than the fact that it's a trust vehicle, primarily it is a sales tool that happens to benefit marketing. And when you approach it that way, everything starts to change because you're thinking to yourself things like, well, if my sales team can't use this video, well then I probably shouldn't be producing it because it's a fluffy pile of mess that isn't going to actually have a return on our investment. Exactly. You know what? I, I agree with you 100%. It's the bottom line is that, and I agree with you that most organizations would say, oh, yeah, you want to do video? Okay, well, let's get our marketing people. It's like, whoa, 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 no, no. The idea is that, hey, look, if people see you on video, you're a star. Now they know who you are and they're comfortable with who you are. And is that video helping the client have more trust? You know, if you go to any salesperson and you say, in a perfect world, before you shake the prospect's hand, would you want them to be familiar with your voice, with your face, and with your expertise? Every single one would say yes. That is the goal. And so if somebody ever says, well, I don't know why we're doing video, it's not about video here. This is about are we really trying to form relationships before the initial handshake so that once we're actually with the prospect, we don't have to spend that traditional 20, 30, 40 minutes, two, you know, two meetings, whatever it is to build relationships of trust. The idea that that has occurred before it already happens. Yeah. I mean, you, you and I have the benefit in that we each do a fair amount of video via, via social media, LinkedIn, et cetera. And I don't know about you, but I can't tell you how many times I meet somebody face-to-face for the first time. And the first words out of their mouth are, man, I feel like I already know you. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful thing. That is a massive win, Ian, and that is the goal. So I want to talk about a couple other misnomers, if we could, sure. that, are, that, I'm, that, I'm, that are on my mind. So once you, once you start to produce video, and let's say you're doing it from a sales perspective, you're thinking about your sales team, you think, well, naturally, sales is going to integrate this into the sales process, right? We're going to use content in the sales process. Um, no, that is not natural. Here's what I have learned definitively, that unless you teach a salesperson how to integrate video into the sales process, they're probably not going to get it. They're not going to do it the right way. Perfect, perfect case in point, Ian. It's like, if you, ask, if you ask a salesperson, how often do you 
do you include a very educational piece of content when you're emailing just in, like in a regular email with a prospect and one to one email? How often do you include it? It's amazing how often they don't include it. They're not yeah. thinking in terms of, I've got to make sure I'm integrating video into the sales process in conjunction with this. One of the big problems, as you well know, is that oftentimes when you're selling, you're talking with the prospect, but the prospect is actually just a messenger who is going to his or her team and is talking to a multiplicity of decision makers. Well, how many times, and anybody that's in sales that's listening to this knows this too well, how many times have you lost a deal if you're listening to this simply because the messenger, the person that you thought was the decision maker, the person that you're talking to goes, takes your message and screws it up Yep, and, and delivers and Marcus, it to everybody else. And, and Marcus, the key to this that I want to make sure the audience picks up on is because, because people may not be connecting the dots. And I see this all too often, which is you can spend time training your sales team and your sales team could deliver your message beautifully. And then when they deliver it to that middle layer, the middle layer person, it's like playing telephone. And oftentimes you are on the telephone, so it's not that big of a stretch. And they kind of get the message messed up. But imagine if you delivered that message concisely and effectively via video. And that person says, wow, that was really great. And they forward it on. So what just happened is we ensured complete fidelity of our message from us to every recipient as opposed to, well, so gee, I mean, let's face it. It's like, we're going to have the show notes at the end of this episode. The show notes aren't going to capture a hundred percent. It's going to capture what we, what we identified as a synopsis, but you're going to miss some of the subtleties in the show notes. Let me, let me give you a really practical example of this. If you're listening to this right now, I think that you could appreciate. So a lot of people have started to use one-to-one video with email tools like go video or soapbox by Wistia. Any of those are another one. It's a great tool. So one of the requirements that I have with my team is that oftentimes you'll send out an SOW, a quote, proposal, whatever you want to call it, to a prospect. And maybe they've already agreed to it, or maybe they haven't, but you've sent it out to them. Here's the thing. You never want the messenger, again, that individual middle layer, as Ian just mentioned, you never want that person explaining the quote to the rest of the decision makers. So if you're ever going to send a quote, you include a video that is explaining it, that is a walkthrough video of said quote. And here's the thing. When you're talking to the messenger, you say, okay, um, you know, Mr. Jones, I'm giving you this. And it, this includes the proposal that we discussed, but I'm also including a video with this. Now, here's the thing. When you give this to your team, do not try to explain to them this proposal. I have explained it in the video, and this way, they're going to hear it directly from me so as to make sure there's no miscommunication whatsoever. So just by a simple commitment like that, now we've eliminated the massive screw-up that is the messenger. Yep. And Marcus, let me, let me offer a friendly amendment to that, which is what we can do is, is if we don't want to say, hey, don't explain this to him, we could say, hey, look, I don't want you to have the burden of having to explain this to other people. So I've included a video that you can use so that you don't have to do my job for me. So I've done this. So you can share it with other people. And that way, it's not like we're telling them what to do. We're saying, hey, you're so important that I've included this video. 
so that subtext you don't mess it up yeah 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 although i'm the type that tells people you're going to screw this up no, but, but you, you're, you're better with words so let me let me give you one more let me give you one more that i think okay. is um the, the the mythology of of video and sales it's amazing to me how many people once you introduce a culture of video within an organization everybody starts to get it they say things like but i'm just not good on camera Classic, I'm just not good on camera. So a couple things about that one. First off, what I think is really fascinating, Ian, is if you go to any sales team and you say to them, so do you consider yourself a people person? Like you individually as a salesperson, do you consider yourself a people person? Like 99.9% are going to say, oh yeah, I'm really good with people. I'm just great with people. Actually, I'd say 104% will say they are. (laughs) So it's like, so if you're going to say that, but you say, but I'm just not good on camera, well, that's actually a paradox because yeah. the reality is if you're a people person, then you should be good on camera. That's, that's truth. Now, let me give you a quick story. I think you'll appreciate this one. In fact, I need to set this story up with what are the two rules that you have to teach your sales team, right? So if you want your sales team to be successful on camera, simply teach them two simple rules. If you teach them these two rules, they're going to be way, way more successful. And the first one is far and away the most important rule. And we have seen literal transformations, as I'll share with you in a second, with people, with subject matter experts, salespeople on camera. The most important rule of video And camera success, if you will, on-camera success is once you start talking, no matter what happens, your mindset is, I'm not going to stop. You literally have a no-stop rule within your organization. Now, why is that? There's a couple of reasons why. Number one, if you know you can stop, you're going to start stopping a lot more. And this is the same thing that Ian, when he's on stage killing it in front of a thousand people, if he accidentally does say something wrong, it doesn't, he doesn't apologize for it. You just keep going, right? That's the yes and of the moment, right? It's always moving forward, never looking back. That's what allows you to do what you do so well. It's the same thing with any salesperson. They've got to be taught or any person on camera, it's that mindset. It's the live TV, you know, Jim Cantore on the Weather Channel. It's like yep. you go no matter what, you don't stop. And besides that, a couple other points to this, an editor oftentimes will fix those mistakes that you made if you're using an editor by chance, right? So that is a component of this. And finally, if it's too polished, if it's too perfect, it actually can work against you as a communicator because when people see that you just speak normal, then they say that person's just like me and they can appreciate you much more. Makes yeah. sense? Yeah. And yeah, you know, absolutely. And and the the one the one caveat I'd give is Look, Marcus is not suggesting that you don't prepare, that you don't think Correct. through what you do. You don't just ramble. So you might say, all right, listen, I'm going to send this thing. I'm sending this proposal to someone. I'm going to send this video. What are the three key points I want to make in this video? And write those down. And now give your short video, making sure you cover those three things. That's fine. Marcus isn't saying that you start and go, huh, let's see. So, hey, hey, Marcus, listen, I'm sending you this video. Let me think about why I'm saying this. Like, that's not a good video. But as long as you've thought through it and planned it, then you'll probably do well. I'm, I'm doing this same side selling academy right now. We're recording a ton of different videos. And it's funny because um, <laughs> someone on my team said, wow, so you, did, you, know, you already recorded 15 of these. Like, how many takes did each one take? And yeah, I that said, that probably well, took you two hours total. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, that's just about it. Did yeah, it took about two hours, and it's about and it's about two and a half hours, or it's about an hour and a half worth of content yep. Yep. in two hours because it's really just the time of stopping and starting and, and refreshing. Now, do I have little notes for each video? Absolutely. Sure. So I rem- I remember what I'm going to cover, but it doesn't take a long time. And in fact, in my setup, I've got a camera that has a remote set up. All my lighting is wall mounted. The booms swing out. I turn everything on. I can hit the camera and it takes me virtually no time to capture video. So it's about, as long as it's set up, it's just, you know, as our friend Brian Fanzo says, just, you know, hit the darn button. So let me give you a, Align with this discussion about I'm I'm just not good on camera. I once had a group of real estate agents contact me and they said, Marcus, will you teach us on camera performance? I said, sure, I would love to. So we decided to go to this really nice estate that they were selling in Virginia. And we said, okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to make videos at each little area section of the house and the estate. And that way we can show that on, on the uh, website for this one. And you all will be the subject matter expert. And I'm just going to be somebody that's going to ask you questions on camera and we can do it just like that. Almost like I'm a shopper, a potential home buyer. And so why don't we start down at the lake and we chose a particular subject matter expert. And I told the lady, I said, okay, now your first major rule is no matter what, you can't stop. Now the second major rule that I didn't mention earlier, the second major rule is, but you can do it again. Okay. But you got to go all the way through the first time because if you don't go all the way through, what will happen is it's almost like, can you imagine writing half of a first draft of a term paper and then stopping and then starting on your second draft? It doesn't work that way. You've got to get all the way through. And so the rule is you can do it again. Now, those are the two major rules that you got to teach your team. So I say to her, those, these are the two rules. No matter what happens now, I'm going to ask you these questions. You cannot stop even if you think you messed up. She said, okay, Marcus, I'm going to do my best. So down there at the lake, I ask her a few questions, and immediately she starts to fumble over words. She messes up, and she says, oh, can we start again, Marcus? And I said, no, 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 no. Remember what we said? You're not allowed to stop. And she says, but Marcus, you just don't understand. I'm not a natural on camera. And I said to her, Ian, I said, that's fine that you're not a natural on camera, but you can't stop. <laughs> now, she said, she said, all right, I'll give it my best. And so she got through the take. 45 minutes later, we're still shooting at a different area of the house. She does three straight videos on one take each. And after she's done the third one, she looks at me in and she says, Marcus, I think I might be a natural. <laughs> now, this is a 45-minute complete metamorphosis of I'm just not good on camera to I think I might be a natural. Where's Cecil B. DeMille? That's exactly right. So moral of the story is if you just give a little bit of training to your team on on-camera performance, it's unbelievable how quickly they can get that confidence that they need. Because if they're in sales, especially, I can tell you right now, they would be great on camera. You know what? I, you know what? I, I know that to be true. And you won't mention, so I will. I know that you do these masterful workshops for companies on video performance and setting up an editorial calendar and what they should do and how they should do it and when, which companies should definitely take advantage of. The other question I have for you is, and, and of course, the, the, the new version of They Ask You Answer, where you get all this stuff on video, is just 
key. So, you know, I don't want anyone to think, oh, yeah, I've already got the book. Look, you need the new version because it's got all this content on video. My question for you is, we, we talked before about one of the biggest problems is people, salespeople not integrating the video. And you mentioned, look, when you send a proposal, here's a good time to send a video that's an explainer. Yep. What, are, what are a couple of other situations and scenarios great question. where it's helpful for people to add video? So you want to keep in mind, you want a clear, almost like reposit area for your content so that your sales team can grab at any time, okay, here's my series of articles that I can grab to send to a prospect if I need to. Here's a series, a series of prepared videos that we have that we can use at any point in time in this process. Now, if anybody listened to the last time, I was on the show. One of the videos that we talked about was the 80% video, which is the most fundamental sales video I believe that there is. And the reason why I was called the 80% video is because it answers those 80% of questions that you hear over and over and over again, that you just know that when you have that sales call, that person is going to ask it, right? And everybody has, every salesperson has that question that they hear that causes them to roll their eyes and say, oh my goodness, how does this person not know this already. So the idea, in is that we eliminate those on the front end, right? And so it's critical that if you're setting up a meeting with a prospect, that you have that video and then you get the commitment out of them. You don't want to be passive. And this is the big mistake that people make. They'll say things, Ian, like, it would be great if you could watch that video before we meet on Friday. That is not not the approach. That is not a true commitment, right? And so there's many different ways that you can do this. And I know you would say it, you know, a particular way, which is always a masterful way. One of the ways that I teach this is something as, as simple as, and let's say you're the prospect, Ian, I might say, you know, Ian, you're getting ready to spend a lot of money. And I know you don't want to make any mistakes. And so as to make sure you don't make any mistakes, I'm going to make sure that you're really well educated. And so what we're going to do is as we're talking on this phone right now, I'm going to send you a, a link to a video that you're going to love. And what it specifically addresses is right now, you've got a set of questions, worries, fears that come with this big decision you're getting ready to make. It addresses all of those. It was literally made for someone just like you. Once you watch this, you are now going to approach that conversation we have on Friday when I come out to your office. It's going to be a completely different conversation. And if anybody else is also going to attend that meeting, it's going to save us a lot of time because we're going to immediately get to the meat and potatoes of the conversation. Will you make sure to review that video before our appointment on Friday? You know what, Ian? It amazes me because people just don't do that, man. You don't see yeah. salespeople getting that type of commitment. It's one of the easiest commitments to get in the world, and it's going to save you probably at least if you have an 80% video, it's probably saving you 20 to 30 minutes of actual, quote, call it teaching. And, and, the, and the funny part is that if people do send something you want people to, to watch, instead of doing what you just said, which is so masterful, where you're explaining to them why it's in your mutual interest in them to watch the video. They say, hey, and I need you to watch this video before the appointment. And guess what? The prospect doesn't care what you think they need to do. But if you can share with them why it's in their best interest, then it all works out. So if you sure. say to them, look, I want to make sure that we don't have to spend time on things that are the basics. I want to dive into your specific application to make sure you get the best results. So to that end, I'm sending this video. I want to make sure that you're going to have time to review it beforehand. 
are you okay if I check in with you two days before and to make sure that you've had a chance to watch it? And if not, I'm happy to reschedule the meeting. That's right. Now what you've just done is set a stage that says, look, this is important enough that if it doesn't happen, we're not going to be there. And for those people who read, they ask you answer. It's something my man Marcus likes to refer to as assignment selling. Yep. Yep. And, and it's, it's, Again, it's one of those things that works so phenomenally well in this world of digital that we have. Never can, never have we had this chance to so easily share content like we can right now and literally move people down the sales funnel before we even meet with them the first time. And if you have a choice, why would you not? That is the thing about it. And the fact of the matter is when companies do this well, Two definitive things are going to happen. Number one, your sales cycles are going to get shorter. They just will because you're probably going to kill at least one unnecessary meeting because of stuff that you used to cover. They now already know. And number two, your closing rates are going to go up. And that is the holy grail of any great salesperson. Sales cycle time and closing rates. If we can improve those, life is good, Ian. Life's very good. Absolutely, Marcus. And guess what? The the prospect who says, no, nah, I didn't have a chance to watch the video, they just qualified themselves out because it's not important enough for them to take the time to watch a five-minute or three-minute or two-minute video. They're not your guy. You know what? People are listening to this right now and they're saying, I just don't know if I could just like reschedule the appointment. So I, everybody knows I was a pool guy for the most part. Most people know that I was a pool guy. And so when I started using assignment selling. Well, and let me just clarify for people, not a pool boy, a pool guy. Yeah, so, exactly. So exactly. Marcus yeah, Mar- 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 had a swimming pool business. And all, right? Go ahead. So I was selling pools for almost 10 years of my life. And I learned about, as we embrace content and digital, I learned about assignment selling and so I started, I started, you know, getting that commitment, but I would call people the day before and say, did you get a chance to do that thing? Or I'd email them. And oftentimes I would hear no, but I really, really want you to come out. And so Ian, I gave in and I went out to these people, but then I did something that most people that are listening is probably aren't going to believe. I tracked the closing rates on all the appointments that I went on. For those that said, I didn't have time to do that thing that you asked, but I still want you out. And over the course of six months, I didn't close a single one of them. I said, my gosh, what, the, what am I doing? Right? And yep. you, might, you might hear that and say, well, you must stink as a salesperson, Marcus. Well, maybe that's true, but I can tell you what. My closing rate averages were not 0%, but they were with the person that simply wouldn't make the time because if they don't make the time, they're basing their decision on one thing in most cases, which is purely money. And if they're just worried about the price, I might as well just slip them an email and save everybody a lot of time. Exactly. So Marcus, just brilliant wisdom for, for the three people who may not know how to find you, what's the best way for our audience to learn more about you? I mean, we'll include in the show notes links to They Ask You Answer, um, links to your site. But what's the best way for people to connect with you online? Best way to connect with me is I really just love personal emails. My personal email is marcus at marcussheridan.com. You can check out my site, marcussheridan.com. But Ian, man, it's so great. I just love when, when I... 
like when I hang out with you, I feel smarter and I don't know if I am, but <laughs> daggone, I feel it. And I know your listeners do too, brother. So I really appreciate these few minutes that we've had. Hey, thanks, man. Always a pleasure. Every time Marcus and I hang out, I learn something new. I hope you did too. Let me give you a quick 30-second recap of the key information I think you can use in your business right away. First, video is not a marketing asset. It's a sales tool. And the second biggest problem that people have is that sales doesn't integrate the video into their sales process. So think about those things like sending an explainer video along with proposals to make sure that someone isn't messing up your message. And the notion of I'm not good on video just doesn't work for anybody who's good at human communication. So remember the two key rules. One, once you start, you don't stop. And two, you can do it over again if you need to. And make sure to pick up Marcus's book, They Ask, You Answer. Absolutely brilliant content. Remember, this show gets a direction from you, the listener. There's a topic I should cover, a guest I should have on the program. Just drop me a note to ian at ianaltman.com. Have an amazing week. Add value and grow revenue in a way everybody can embrace, especially your customers.